0: My guest on Breakfast today is Carl Tart, and it's kind of hard to narrow down what Carl Tart does because he's an actor, he's a writer, he does both very well. Either you've seen him or he's written on things like Ghosted, Comedy Bang Bang, Brooklyn Nine-Nine, The Good Place, in one of the final episodes and had some great scenes. And this guy is also in my Fantasy Football League. He knows a lot about sports, he knows a lot about acting, he knows a lot about writing, he's a funny dude. Let's get to it. We've got Carl Tart today in the studio on Breakfast! Pick it up! Welcome to Breakfast with Brent Pope. Breakfast? This young lady just smashed the lids on all these cakes in the bakery section. <laughs> My uh, guest today. Oh, I'm gonna need to hear all about that he adds character to my crew (laughs) as you just said you're not a prostitute what welcome to breakfast with brent pope great place to hang out and good food too i'm always playing blue collar guys somebody screwed through the pipe i wouldn't jump up and down until we stabilize the hydraulics salsa and some sour cream and some guacamole who doesn't love that it's breakfast time the only show where bacon pancakes hollywood i'm your host brent pope Carl Tart. Hi. Welcome to the studio. You are a very busy guy. We've tried to do this yeah. a couple times, and you, you just, like, keep booking stuff and have to go out of town, which is awesome.
1: Yes. I, uh, I'm so thankful for you being flexible with me. Um, well, look, we're in,
0: the, we're in Hollywood. We're in the you know, entertainment industry where things can change at the drop of a hat. So, look, I'm happy when you book stuff, man, because that's, that's cool. You, you went out of town on, like, a little comedy tour. You had booked another job somewhere, too. I don't remember what they were at the time, but uh, no problem to me, man. I love, uh, you know, happy that we have you in here now. Yes.
1: Also, (laughs) Brent, I have to tell you something. Okay. I booked those, uh, those tour gigs and stuff, but I am very bad at writing stuff down. Yeah. And this year, my New Year's resolution was to write stuff down. So when we put this one on the books, I immediately went to my calendar and was like, this is write it down like you have a you have a device in your pocket that you can track everything
0: well look some people are very good at being organized some people have to uh work to do it i'm one of those people that has to work to do it myself so yeah. i totally get where you're coming from i started doing something called bullet journaling which is like a way of keeping track. We can talk about that later. It's not very interesting for this podcast to talk about bullet journaling. <laughs> but I totally get it. Uh and I wanna say it's it's you know, it's not it's not the very beginning of the year anymore. So you were still doing your New
1: Year's resolution. Congratulations. Yeah. Most people to, are done in the first ten days and they're like, Nope, it's That's not they, happening. they set un they set unreasonable goals. Like yeah. you're not gonna go to the gym every day if right. you haven't gone to the gym in eight years.
0: And then you miss one day and you're like, It's over. It's over.
1: And you miss one, and on that day you miss, you end up ordering a pizza and not getting out of bed. Right. And you realize, oh, this is what makes me happy. Right. This is better for me.
0: It makes you happy and sad at the same time, though, if you know what I mean, right? Like, you're getting that instant gratification, like, this pizza's delicious, and I hate myself. You
1: know what? It don't make me sad. I like it. Yeah, I go to So I go to the gym, like, three times a week, and I play yeah. basketball twice a week. And so I reward myself with bad food. Every now and then, absolutely. Meaning, so to, too much, too much so to where my my uh, trainer does not like that. <laughs> 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 He's like, "Well, I'm stepping on the scale. You're gaining a lot of muscle, but you're not losing any fat." Yeah. Why is this? And he goes, "I know why it is, but I want you to tell me."
0: Oh yeah. <laughs> you <know>? Oh, that's <laughs> so how I'm they still, are. They they know. Yeah, they so know. They still eat trash. But well, look, you and I met.
1: I don't even know where did we meet. We met at I
0: O West. Okay. Yeah. The now defunct iOS. The now I've defunct. To many times. R.I.P. Yeah, uh, we met at iOS. Uh, were you doing improv there or stand-up? Or I mean, uh, sketch. Improv and sketch. Okay, I was doing mostly sketch there, so we met there. Where uh, subsequently, you know, you're in my fantasy football league. Yeah. Uh, I, find you're one of the more fun people you're one of the more trash talking people in the league and me? i like that oh yeah because there and let me say this there's not very much trash talking going on so like when carl puts out some little bit i was like yes i want more of this well i i don't
1: i don't know those people well enough yeah it's true. and it's only a few people in the, in the league that i know like i think it's only you and brent and ray but I think it's even funnier when the trash talking comes from nah, Brent? You are Brent. Yeah, uh, I am uh, What's he his name? Is Benny, Arthur. He- Benny, Benny Arthur. Benny Arthur. That's right. <clears throat> wow. But that's that's all the people I know. So I have said things, and it just came off as mean because nobody responded. <laughs> I
0: thought about it. And I didn't respond because I thought it was funny. Yeah.
1: But, uh... Benny got mad at me one day because I think I was going in on the Cubs. Oh, that's what it was. Oh yeah, I was talking about how much I hated the Cubs.
0: Well, look, Benny's a sensitive soul.
1: He's know? too sensitive, <laughs> and Cubs fans suck. They do. <laughs> I'm sorry, Benny. You're you're a nice one. Oh man.
0: Well, you know, you were known as both an actor and a writer, which I think is to me is kind of a rare thing. You're either known for one or the other. I think to me, I know you as both, mm-hmm. and I don't even know which one. Is more prominent than the other. The last thing I saw you on though was the Good Place, beloved show by a lot of people. Yeah. Were you a fan of that show?
1: No. Okay. I wasn't. Uh, I had never watched an episode, and then when I when I got the call to be on it, I was like, oh, I have to figure out what this is.
0: Yeah. Like, I have to figure out.
1: I have to figure out what character. And I'm as playing, someone cause... that
0: watched all the episodes, now I didn't watch from the from the jump. I caught up, mm-hmm. like in the last year. But I could see how coming in there and you reading that, you're like, what is even happening? Yeah, what is what going is on? What is this? Yeah. So that's very interesting to me that you booked it. How did you catch up? How did you figure it out? Or did you just make it work?
1: I made it. I I watched a couple episodes. I got caught up on like the last season. And uh, I asked my friends. And I asked also the writer of the episode. Luckily, I knew okay. the writer of the episode. And I was like, hey, do I need to know anything Pre like pre this yeah and they were like no like because i i remember like my friend zeke had played a demon earlier in the seasons yeah. but this character was like douchey and then they told us that we were all gonna be in 50s clothes okay and so i'm like well do i have an accent do i do yeah. i talk like ah see or something <laughs> like like what and they were like no yeah. you just talk like yourself <laughs> you just dress like that because it's the it's the bad place or whatever nice well Can that's we turn cool this off? The lights? Yeah. Are they messing you up? It's messing with me. I'm trying
0: to concentrate on them. Are they causing that strange effects on the yeah. show? We'll get that turned off. Yeah. I think usually the lights are a little bit... They're either just like sitting there, not moving. There's a wall of lights. And you might have seen it in some of the pictures on Brentfest. Uh Now it's kind of slowing down. So it Thank always you. is... Uh, we got the lights off, guys. It's always interesting to me i love it when there's a show that i don't know anybody on but then towards the end somebody i know is on it and i'm like oh cool then i get to talk to this person about this how was how was that working on that show
1: it was great uh the director's name was rebecca asher and she's awesome uh the writer of the episode's name is jen Statsky, and she's a buddy of mine big big basketball fan big clipper fan like i am uh and uh, ted danson super nice guy yeah Jamila Jamil, super nice. I was doing most of my scenes with another fellow improviser, Fran Gillespie. Okay. Who's another UCB person, and she's great. Uh, who else was in that scene? Oh, Darcy Carden, who's also a UCB person. Yeah. Yeah, so it was like a family affair, and it was really fun, and it was really cool to be there. I'm really glad I got to be a part of that, getting that universe before they end it
0: ended. Well, congrats on that. I mean, and Thank it was you. just like... A couple episodes before the end, I think, like yeah. maybe two, three episodes before the end. So that's cool. You got to be part of that whole ending of a show that just like everybody, everybody that watches it loves it. I don't know anyone that watches and is like, nah, it's not very good. Yeah, it's a great show.
1: Who were some of your uh, comedy influences growing up? Growing up, uh, Martin Lawrence had a huge influence on me. I think. Damn, I, Gina. Yeah, that <laughs> that. <laughs> <laughs> I think I, I think I modeled everything I did after him. Uh, also on In Living Color, I used to love Tommy yeah. Davidson, mm-hmm. like the, his, his physicality and the way he was like so quick with music and everything really enjoyed him. That's
0: cool. You know, you mentioned Tommy Davidson when you listen back to this episode and it's got the full, uh, you didn't hear it cause it's a produced intro. You'll hear little Tommy Davidson drop in there. So really?
1: yeah. Has so he we'll done the show?
0: No. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> it's a little drop from In Living Color. It's just like, boom. You know? Oh, bam. Yeah, so you'll hear it. It's not um, that, but you'll hear it.
1: Yeah, Uh, but yeah, man, I I loved him, and then when Dave Chappelle came along, like his stand up was—he was just so smart and so Mm -hmm. like such a blessed soul on this earth. Like I I just every time he talks, even when he says some of the wrong things, you know, right? Like it's still just like you just want to hear this guy talk. You want to hear what he has to say.
0: He always has an interesting perspective, and. A perspective that I didn't even think of. Of things. Yeah. And that's what... One of the things that has... That's one of the things that causes him to have greatness, I think, in comedy. Yeah. He has a unique perspective. He probably
1: reads a ton. Probably does. Yeah. But those guys... Marlon Lawrence and Dave Chappelle. Of course, the others, too. Like, I was inspired by so much of it because I I was born, like, at a very interesting time in black comedy, which was the black stand-up boom. So, like, right as I was born... Def Jam came out. Comic View was on BET. Martin had his show. Living single was on. Living color was on. Like all these, like all these sitcoms and all these stand-up shows, and you just had so much content to ingest. Yeah. And my, I was i was very thankful that my mom was young when she had me, so I kind of was raised by TV and kind of just sat in front of it. And that stuff just that stuff sparked me. Yeah. And I just always. It just put something in me that I was able to, like, kind of pick up timing and, like, right.
0: yeah. Well, if this, you know, for the audience is inspiring you at all and, and you're kind of a newer listener to Brentfast, or for you, Carl, too, we had Jeremy Suarez on a few episodes back oh, who yeah. played Jordan on the Bernie Mac show. Yeah. Had some really cool stories about that, whole experience about Bernie Mac. So if you're into that deaf comedy jam type thing and kings of comedy and things like that, yeah, you know, you should go back and listen to that one with Jeremy Suarez. Yeah, Very absolutely. interesting stuff. What was the first thing that you did as a young person where you thought oh man i want to be an actor or i want to be a creative type person is there something that you can nail down like this is when it happened
1: no because i didn't because i was shy interesting yeah there's nothing there's 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 nothing that made me say i want this type of attention Mm -hmm. but i did like making people laugh yeah I remember once I made my teacher laugh in class. Maybe this is, okay, maybe I could say it, this is the time. But it didn't make me go, I want to be a comedian. Mm-hmm. I just liked the feeling that it gave me yeah. being able to make kids and adults laugh alike. Right. Or when I would play around with my family and stuff. It just kind of made me feel like I was a part of it. Like, mm-hmm. it kind of made me feel like I was a part of, you know, what was going on. It, it made me feel welcomed into anything. And growing up here in Los Angeles, you know, you get like, you get it's it's hard, you know, in South Central LA and stuff like that. And you kind of got to carve your place out and kind of protect yourself and stuff like that. And comedy became my defense mechanism. And so I just kind of, it, but it was never a realistic goal because, you know, when you tell people you want to be a comedian, they go, yeah, but you're not funny. And they go, well, you even tell me I was funny for tell years. Tell me a joke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Something like that. And, and so it never felt realistic. It never felt like, oh yeah, that that is something that I can do. I can be a comedian. Like, People forget that all those people had to start somewhere, you know? And so I just kind of put that in the back of my mind. And yeah. I was just like, you know what? I just like being the funny guy. It makes okay. me feel like, it makes me feel in, in, just just making people laugh. What, and and it, then I just kind of, after a certain point when I didn't have any other options, I was like, might as well try it, you know?
0: If, if somebody did say something like that to you, like, oh, you're not funny, are you the type of person where you're like that influences you at all negatively or possibly i'm one of those people where if they do that i'm like okay i'm gonna show you then i really take it personally are you like that or are you just like you kind of let it slide off and you just i didn't used to be
1: yeah. i definitely was a sensitive guy and and i would take criticism from people like people people knew that they could get to me mm-hmm. like i notice it now and i notice like back when like the people who would bully me is is it, it was hard to bully me because i'm a bigger guy so it was never like a physical bullying yeah but it was definitely a mental bullying and i also wasn't the type of funny funny guy that would roast other people yeah like that just was never my thing right but people would roast me and they knew that they could get to me i remember one time when i was in college and we were all playing uh basketball at this local high school where'd you go to college i went to new mexico highlands university nice and we're me and some other guys were playing basketball in this local high school gym and in this gym, their rim on one side of the court was a little bit lower. And so we were all just doing, like, crazy dunks and stuff like yeah. that. It was just like, it was, we we could all dunk on a normal size rim, but this was just, like, a little bit of a lower one that we could, like, really, yeah, yeah. you know, fly. Go to town. Yeah. yeah. And this guy just goes, like, uh... I, I pick up the ball and I'm about to dunk, and I kind of like I'm spreading people out of the way, like, I'll be like all right, move out of the way. And this guy goes, ah, "What you about to do?" Like that, and this guy always had it out for me. Like, he just didn't like me for yeah, some reason.
0: There's guys like that,
1: and like literally, like he would like walk up to the whole group of people and like like give everybody dap, and wouldn't give me dap. And I'm like, man, what did I do to you? Like I don't, I don't even know you that well. Like he wasn't on the basketball team. He was, I think he was on the football team or something. But he just kind of. I think he just kind of saw a weakness in me that he yeah. exploited, mm-hmm. and my friend was like, "Yo, man, why you let him? Like, why you let him punk you like that? You know, not." And he wasn't coming at me like that, and I, w- I was, just kind of like, nah, man, whatever, dude. Like, that dude's whack or whatever." Yeah. And he's like, "Stop!" Like, he's like, "That's why he does that to you. He knows he gets to you. Like, stop letting him get to you." And I was like, "Well, I don't know how to fix that. Like, do I fight him? Do I like, right? What do, what do I do? Like, I don't like the guy has. Like, I'll just, I guess, one day be better than him. Yeah. And like, but I wasn't thinking that at the time. Until later that I, I'm like my friend who told me like stop letting him do that. It kind of like made me go stop letting anybody do that. Like, right. Stop caring so much about what other people mm-hmm. think because that comes from a that comes from a place of." Where you totally don't want to be, and it comes from a place of, like, narcissism almost. Right. It's like, oh, I care so much about what everybody thinks. My ego is inflated. Yeah. And I want everybody to like me at all times, and nobody can ever dislike me. And it's like, now I'm in a place of, like, hey, if you don't like me, I'm sorry. I can't do anything about it. It's none of my business, you know? <laughs> right.
0: Well, yeah, I was going to ask you, and I think you kind of answered it, but if you have anything to add to it, being that type of person where things would get to you In Hollywood, I mean that stuff's gonna be thrown at you all the time. You're constantly getting rejected and having people saying you're not enough of this, or you're too much of this. Mm -hmm. So was that the was that still the same kind of attitude that led you to be able to overcome that here? Yeah, because obviously you have you're working a lot,
1: but you know it's still there. I still get rejections. I still get. I've been fired from jobs. I've been. not picked for things. Right. I I was uh I was in the running to be on the the reboot of Mad TV. Yeah. And they picked somebody over me who was a buddy of mine. Uh-huh. He's a great guy. Yeah. But I just had a little bit more experience performing than he did, you know, and and that was a, a bit of a controversy and right. uh and uh but they still hired me as a writer on yeah. the show. But you know, it, that happens. I was still grateful to take the writing job mm-hmm. and stuff like that. But
0: but what I'm getting at, I guess, is like as the younger you, that might have led to you like not being in the project at all. Yeah. And so you were able to kind of overcome that. So that's great. Yeah. You know, that's what you want to do is be able to take those things that you're not great at and either figure it out or turn it into a strength somehow. Yeah. And you kind of did that. So, you know, congrats on that. You grew up kind of all over. The, I mean, you grew up mostly in Los Angeles, but yeah. you had some other places in the south where you lived.
1: Uh, Pascagoula, Mississippi, I was yeah. born. M-I-S-S-I-S-S-I-P-P-I. that's Thank how you, you spell it yeah. there you go <laughs> <laughs> i uh i was born there uh my mom who's an actress uh stayed she she moved out here to l a okay uh when i was about seven years old and then i stayed a couple more years and uh then it came out here my my grandma had started to get alzheimer's and yeah. at that time it was like i i i wanted to stay there with her and try to help her but i was just too young yeah and so i hadn't moved here to l a and i didn't like it at first. It was just too big. It was dangerous. Mm-hmm. We didn't have a ton of money, so we had to live in, you know, bad neighborhoods.
0: So do you find it to be a lot more, at least your perception, it was a lot more dangerous here than it was in Mississippi? Absolutely.
1: Yeah. I mean, what? I, when I'm walking around the street in Mississippi, everybody knows me. Yeah. So what am I? I'm worried about, like, kidnappers and pedophiles. Here, <laughs> you got to worry yeah. about that, plus gangs and yeah. violence and people don't know you and, mm-hmm. you know, like... The homeless population is, is crazy here, and it's just like, it's just a different type of city. It's a huge city. It's a big city.
0: So as a as a kid, and you grew here, you moved here and you were nine, you said?
1: Yeah. How long is it before it, you feel like this is home? I felt like this was home. I'll give you a, a story. So I fought it for years. I was a, a complainer. I still can't be sometimes. Yeah. And I wanted my mom to know that I was not happy I had to be here. <laughs> Even though... I had gone through middle school and had met some great friends and uh, friends I still have to this day and stuff. And so finally, when I was in the ninth grade, I went through the ninth grade at the high school I went to, which is Hamilton High School on the west side of L.A. Sure. Um, I went through ninth grade there. And my mom, at the end of the year, she finds a house out in Altadena. And so we're commuting from Altadena to Culver City every day. For those of you who don't live in Los Angeles, that's insane.
0: That's, at th- <laughs> half of that distance is insane. Yeah. The whole distance is,
1: I Truly mean, insane. Yeah. That's hours. Uh, it, yeah, it would take, well, if we, I was late every day. Yeah. And I got in trouble for it. Uh, And if, and my mom was just like, I can't do that commute anymore. And back then I was like, but I, I, I can't move schools. Like, yeah. I finally, like, I I made friends here, like. I've been here for this many years. I've been here for at that point, it had been like four years. I was like, I'm, I'm, I've been here four or five years. I finally made good friends, and you gonna make me move schools now? Mm-hmm. Like, no, please don't. And she was like, "There's nothing I can do. Like, I can't do that commute every day." And that was before they added that Pasadena Gold line. Right. So I had no, like, I couldn't take the train in, and. Uh, it just got too hard on her, which I understand totally. Yeah, with the train it wouldn't have been bad. With probably. the train it wouldn't have been bad. She could have dropped me off. I would have taken the train, the goal line to the metro line, I mean to the uh expo line and I would have been right there. Yeah. But I uh, didn't have that. And so I uh just had this go I was about to go to another school and I was literally training for the football team at this other school. Like I started going to practice, started uh doing the passing league, like summertime practice for football mm-hmm. and stuff. And we had a couple weeks off before school started. And I was my mom was like, Well, do you want to go back to Mississippi for these two weeks? And I was like, You know what? Yeah. Yeah. Let's do that. Like, I'll do I'll do that. And I went back home and I convinced my cousins and my aunt and my dad to let me stay down there. And so my sophomore year of high school, the first half of my sophomore year, I went to school in Mississippi. Hmm. And it Did you still find that to be a place that you really enjoyed? No. Like, I enjoyed being with my family again. Yeah. Because here it was just me, my mom, and my but brother. But other than, other than the family... No. Yeah. It wasn't enjoyable. And I wasn't really with my family because I, I grew up closer to, my, to my, my, my mom's side of the family. And at this point, I'm only seeing them on the weekends because they live in the next town over. And I would have had to go to the school in the next town over. And I didn't do that. And so... Uh, I went and stayed with my dad's mom, my grandma, who we didn't really have the closest relationship, and so yeah, that was hard living there. Going to school with like people who just weren't as you know progressive as Los Angeles It's just a different yeah. lifestyle. Growing up in a big city than it is growing up in a small town, and I right. love those small town values, but it was just different. It yeah. was a it was a different time. It was a different. Like, it wasn't, the, I, those kids had grown up, we had grown up without each other. We had went through middle school and stuff like that, so many formative years without each other. Yeah. And we were different. Yeah. And so, I didn't have a great time. And I was the new kid right. again. Even though I had, I was from there, I was the new kid. And yeah. so, at that point, I was just like, I I think I want to go back to L.A. Right. And that was when I was, that's when I like fully settled in. When I got to come back, mm-hmm. and I got to go back to my old high school. Yeah. I got to go back to Hamilton and i was like this is home now
0: yeah that's that's really interesting cuz it takes you being at a place and leaving it and being away from it and coming back to realize this is home yeah that's interesting that could be a tv show right there carl tart
1: one yeah. of those things where you
0: like you know because that's a common thing in tv shows you go somewhere new and you're like this isn't my home and then you realize it was your home all along yeah
1: huh? <laughs> I didn't want to I didn't want to admit that though, you know? Right. Because there's something that makes you interesting when you're like, "Oh, I come from the South and I moved here and now I've been here so long everybody's just like, oh, man, you're from LA.'"
0: <laughs> well, you know what selfishly, you mentioned New Mexico and you mentioned Mississippi. That's two of the very few states that have not listened to Breakfast yet.
1: So, really? <laughs> yeah, I've got
0: I got to get some Carl Tart listeners from those two states.
1: Don't nobody know me in either of those places.
0: <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Hey, uh, we got to do a better job of uh, poking the <laughs> No. <laughs> no. Uh, so before we go too much further, you and I had a uh, very fun time at the Pancake Factory having a breakfast at the Pancake Factory in North Hollywood.
1: Yeah. What did you have to eat there? I had the smoked sausage combo, mm-hmm. I believe, or spicy hot sausage combo. Yeah. Or like I that. believe
0: it was smoked sausage, yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, I had, that, that came with two pancakes, some hash browns, some scrambled eggs. I put some cheese on them and uh, a couple big sausage links.
0: Right. I uh, had the, it was a Spanish omelet, so you had like some peppers in there and some red sauce on top. And I remember that place, I don't know if you lived in the area long enough, but that used to be an IHOP.
1: Well, you could tell.
0: Yeah, because it still looks like an iHop. It's the same thing and
1: they even had the same syrup <laughs> dispensers. They
0: had the same syrup dispensers cuz you've been to iHop, you know. Yeah. It's like there's like a one with a blue handle yes. and I think there's one with like a yellowish like a mustard That's colored the handle.
1: Maple, the yeah. butter, butter pecan or whatever. And they use
0: the same Look, uh good on them for finding a format that works and just using the same equipment, but it was that was interesting. Well,
1: that threw me off because I'm like, did these just get left over here when this iHop Cuz that seems like that you would replace those after a while. I don't yeah. know. Who
0: knows? Maybe that's just a common f- set of syrup dispensers you can buy from the, you know, the vendors that sell those things. I don't know. It's very nice of you. Brent. <laughs> <laughs> Always look at the bright side. Yeah. So uh, what what I found, and I think you found entertaining there too, and a little shocking was like uh, some of the other people that were there eating,
1: right? Yeah. <laughs> it was kind of packed.
0: It was kind of packed. And, like, we end up sitting, uh, we're about halfway done eating, and this couple sits down, and it was, like, an older couple. I'm yeah. saying, like, probably in their at least 70s, I think. No, they were in their 80s. Yeah, I think he said 80s, and I think one of them was 90.
1: He was 90. Yeah, she was believe, 90. And she was No, he was 90. He was 90, and she was and a And she was, like, 80, 86 or something like that.
0: And yeah. it, it was almost like being transported back in time, right, because the guy was just started he saw like we we listened to him a couple times and he yeah. just starts telling all these weird jokes
1: and she was just like trying to stop him but like mm-hmm. you could tell she's been doing that for then they say they were married for 60 years yeah or 50 years? yeah yes like 60 years and she was just like oh boy right. leave them alone they're trying to eat
0: and they were fr- yeah she was and they were from is it was it philadelphia originally
1: yeah, somewhere had been out here, but they were like, We've been here for yeah, so 58 she, years. Or I remember
0: something. this. Uh, she said, It's almost like we're natives. And he goes, yeah, yeah, but I'd hate to see you in a grass skirt.
1: Yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah, the jokes that he was telling were very like Shecky Green. Like,
0: Oh, very. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was, like, uh, there was one passing gas joke about broccoli. I yeah. remember. Uh, there was one where he said, Hey, did I tell you the joke about the constipated guy? And they were like, "No," and he's like, "No shit."
1: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he was really loving telling these jokes. And then he told one that he made like a a monkey sound. Uh, <laughs> look, I
0: wasn't going to mention it. If you want to talk about it, that's yeah. Let's get into it. Well, yeah,
1: because look, for those of you who don't know and can't tell, I am an African American gentleman. <laughs> me too. Yeah, Brent is no, also not. black, <laughs> and uh, I. I was just like, he made the sound because it wasn't in the context of a joke. He asked me a question or something like that, and then he just went like, "Ooh, ooh, ooh!" Oh, he asked. And I us didn't we, know. I remember
0: he asked us, "Are you guys going to finish your food?" And He was pretending like he was going to take our food. Yeah. And then you and you said, "Oh, we're going to keep eating" or something, and he and then he started making these weird
1: monkey noises. Yeah, I'm I, 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 maybe they were monkey noises, and maybe he was doing it not in well, a now way. You're of, the one being nice. They were definitely monkey noises. <laughs> yeah, m- maybe, but I what I will say is maybe he wasn't saying it referring to me maybe he was just like oh i'm gonna eat your food like, like or something. i don't know right it's kind of like uh yeah i don't think he was trying
0: to be racist it was just like really weird timing
1: <laughs> do you remember when uh what's his name howard cosell got in trouble for calling a football player uh, like art, he's quick as a monkey or something yeah like
0: that. uh yeah i think he said like look at that little monkey go or something like. That. and i think he was talking about art monk of the Washington Redskins was at the time. He? I believe so, yeah.
1: And he's he's a real short guy, right? Like I think so, yeah. And so it it, it felt like one of those situations where it's like, I'm not but he I mean, he he could have totally been being racist. He could have been a part of those, he could have been either those one. Hollywood Nazis yeah. in the in the 1940s and fifties. But it was definitely weird.
0: It was very strange, yeah. And I
1: was like, oh, okay, Brent, I think it's time that we get out of here. Yeah. Before so- I Knock this old man out.
0: Right. <laughs> so anyway, uh, the Pancake Factory in North Hollywood, they have a giant menu. It's almost just like IHOP. If you're thinking it's like IHOP, it's kind of just like IHOP.
1: Yeah, but it's not. It's not. <laughs> Except for the, the way that the serve comes, comes out of the, Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that is very ihop Well, thank
0: you for going there with me. Uh, that was definitely a unique <laughs> experience.
1: Yeah.
0: Oh, boy. It is time for our uh, very popular segment called Breakfast Quick Bites.
1: Breakfast Quick Bites. Quick Bites. Quick Bites. Breakfast Quick Bites. Breakfast, the most important meal of the day.
0: Quick Bite number one, Carl Tartt. You are a fan of baseball. Yes. What is your favorite baseball movie between these two? Major League
1: or The Sandlot? Major League. Mm, why? Extremely funny movie. Great jokes in it uh great characters everybody did such a good job it felt real it felt like realistic baseball in a way yeah like even with like charlie sheen like pitching and stuff like it felt right like it's so hard to make sports movies look real Mm -hmm. and that one did
0: and i don't know the actor but the the guy that plays the coach is like yelling at the players that sounds like a baseball yeah coach's voice yeah uh you're right there was some kind of authenticity to it and there was also like a weirdness to it which is baseball you know uh, baseball is has the weirdest rules of any game that I know of.
1: Yeah, and, and the superstitions and everything, like yeah, like all those. Everybody did such a great Dennis Haysbert's character.
0: Dennis Haysbert. It, now look, he's such a revered actor now, and I, a lot of people, well, sports fans do, but a lot of people would would not remember that he was Pedro Serrano.
1: Yeah, Serrano.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Think Joe Boo needs a refill. That's yeah. <laughs> such, it's such a quotable movie. Yeah, uh, I'm into that too. Sandlot's also a great movie. But, it's great, but something about that this is in the major leagues, which yeah. makes it a better baseball movie to me. I agree with you.
1: Sandlot was a kids' movie though, and it was it was it's it was a I think it came out when I was like three or four years old.
0: Yeah, if you had maybe if I picked movies that were like baseball but about kids playing mm-hmm. baseball, probably the Sandlots, Sandlot's right thing, up yeah. there.
1: I gotta watch Rookie of the Year. I've never seen it.
0: Oh, Rookie of the years. it's interesting. Yeah. Yeah, I I like that. Breakfast quick bite number two. You have spent some time in the South. Yes, sir. Where grits are a thing to eat there. Mm -hmm. I wish they had more of them here in Los Angeles. Uh, They don't, but when I can find some, I usually eat them. Are you a fan more of sweet grits
1: or savory grits? Savory grits all the way. Butter, salt, pepper, maybe a little cheese if you're feeling good about yourself. I don't do that sweet grits, stuff. Mm-hmm. That is an abomination to me. <laughs> <laughs> is there is there a place in Los Angeles where
0: you uh, have found that like has some good grits that you recommend? Yeah, Roscoe's. Roscoe's has yeah. good grits. You're right. I think that's mostly the reason if I go to Roscoe's, I go is to get the grits.
1: Yeah, and then other like the serving spoon and like other soul food restaurants and stuff. Nice, some good stuff out here. Well, Carl, in the future
0: there will be a movie called The Carl Tart Story.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Who will play Carl Tart in that movie?
1: Uh, Zion Williamson of the New Orleans Pelicans.
0: Woo. So this movie's just gonna be you just throwing down major dunks and yeah. hitting some threes and doing a little being improv. Way too graceful for your size. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I've noticed about him. Like,
1: That's what the movie's yeah. gonna be called. Way too graceful for my size, the Carl Tar story. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, you're welcome for that title. Was it already was that already the title?
1: No, no, you just gave me that.
0: Oh, cool. I said it, so now I guess you gotta take it. All right. You guys throw me, like, a, a seat to the premiere. You yeah. Know? That's, you get a, that's, that's all I ask out of you that. You get a
1: seat. All you have to do is pay for it, and it's sold out, actually. so yeah, oh. uh, But you can get to the party. Okay. Uh, if I can get to the party, that's fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll put you on the list. And, Am I, I going to get rejected at the door? Yeah, sorry. <laughs> we are we're at capacity. Pope? Mm. I don't see it. No. I and, there, don't see and there's it. only one name on the list in this big P O P E. I see the name right there. Oh, yeah, that's for the Pope. That's for, that's for the actual Pope. Sorry. Uh, Ugh, boy. So awkward. Ugh.
0: Well, if you would like to get more info on the Breakfast with Brent Pope show, such as pics of Carl Tart and I having breakfast at the Pancake Factory, there are a bunch of ways to do that. Please join the Brentfast. Facebook page and my actor page on Facebook. You can hit up Brentfist on Instagram at Brentfist Podcast. My personal Instagram and Twitter are at Scoops Pope. You can also find my Facebook actor page as I mentioned under Brent Pope. Carl Tart, what is coming up for you? Anything you wanna plug? And where can we find you on the social media?
1: Uh, I'm at U C B almost every night and uh you could catch me there if you want to. And 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 I have a podcast called The Flagrant Ones. It's a basketball podcast hosted by me and two of my buddies, Hayes Davenport and Sean Clements. That's on Patreon, so you gotta dig in that wallet to hear it. Right. I know that's I know that wards off the broke people.
0: Talk. I'm thinking about uh, doing a Patreon thing for this show, maybe. Do it. For certain do
1: things. Do it. You All right. deserve it.
0: Well, hey. But, uh,
1: you can follow me at dammitcarl on Instagram. Dammitcarl. D-A-M-M-I-T-C-A-R-L on Instagram.
0: Nice. Well, I'm glad we finally connected here. This was really fun. Yes, Let's sir. do it again soon. And, uh, you know, you and I are both fans of uh, hearty food, so I'm sure we'll go out and have another breakfast very soon. But thank you for coming to the studio today. Thank you. And with that, we put yet another spectacular episode of Breakfast with Brent Pope in the old to go bag. See ya.